0: Welcome to Behind the Business Podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing episodes that take you behind the scenes of industry-leading creative small businesses. We'll talk about real life, messy behind the scenes of running a successful creative business in today's world, and hopefully help you combat the perception of perfection within our industry. I hope each episode encourages you to keep showing up imperfectly within your own business and make your own unique impact on this world. Grab a cup of coffee or wine, and let's get right to it. Hi, guys. Amber, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited for our chat today. Like Amber mentioned, I'm a brand photographer and educator currently based out of Charlottesville, Virginia. And I have loved getting to know you, Amber, over the last, I want to say, year or so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think longer now. I think it's almost two years now. I think so, yeah. What was 2020? We don't even know. But I feel like that, yeah, that was Hope's mastermind was in 2020. And we're almost at 2022. Yeah, it's been really cool just to get to
0: know you through the mastermind. But it feels like I've known you longer just because I feel like we've gone through really similar seasons of business. And even now today, I feel like we're both in a similar stage of moving into a slightly newer space with our businesses. And it's been fun to see your growth and just to have your like support and encouragement throughout the whole process.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And right back at you. It has been so amazing. We have so much in common as far as we are both doing photography, but also the education side and also just like branching out into a digital business model. And it's just been so fun being on this journey together, because it literally feels every step we take, we have each other, have some um, advice to give and someone to talk to. And it's just been really fun. It
0: has been. I have loved our boxer conversations back and forth ever since the mastermind and they didn't stop after the mastermind, which I am so grateful for. Um, But yeah, it's so true. Even with you starting this podcast, I was getting really serious about having like weekly YouTube content. And then I saw you launched your podcast and I was like, wait a second, do I want to turn these weekly episodes into podcast episodes? I think so. And so I wanted to thank you for being the inspiration behind that almost.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. So I think it was at Hope's Mastermind in Charleston over the summer that you and I were both we thought we were Enneagram threes, I think. And then mm-hmm. we were we both had discovered we were Enneagram fours, wing threes. Is that what yeah. you So uh, yeah, I it
0: took me a long time to come to that conclusion. But throughout the whole time, I would read certain parts for Enneagram three. And I'd be like, No, nah, I feel like this isn't the motivation behind why I work so hard. But the more I like looked into Enneagram four, I was like, Oh, I think that this is actually a really good descriptor. And I I have a really strong three wing, I think. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like you're the same way. And I feel like in different yeah. seasons, like different parts of that kind of comes out. But it's been like very eye opening to be like, oh, I think I'm actually a four-wing three. Otherwise it would have been like a three-wing four. I feel like I was always like very much so in the middle of those two things, but it's so cool that I think we both realized that we're like, yeah, I think recently I we think we're four wing three. And it was so cool to have somebody else who's like the same Enneagram type just like in My circle, just because you get things.
1: I know. I can always send you a Voxer message, and I'm like, Manali will understand this. Like, she gets this. She knows what I'm going through. And I think it was on the way to Charleston. Rebecca and I were driving in the car, and I, she just take the Enneagram test again because she's like, I just don't think you're a three. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know. Like a three wing two is what I thought I was. And so I took the test again because we had a long car ride, and I was a four, and I was like, Honestly, I don't know any more fours, which that's fine. But I just felt like I knew so many threes and so many twos that Mm -hmm. when I got to Charleston and we had talked about this, it was like, oh my goodness, like Manali, she just gets me like you, you just get me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so helpful to have somebody
0: that can totally, totally relate, even from a personality standpoint. But I feel like it
1: comes out a lot in like our business too. Absolutely. I definitely think so. I'm excited to dive into today's topic with you. I got a request for this topic, and I knew right away that I wanted to ask you to come on and talk about this. We're talking about setting goals with simplicity and grace. You are very good at setting goals and keeping things simplified and also giving yourself grace, and you're very good with mindset and just Go plugging through, but being realistic with yourself. And so I was so glad when you agreed to come on and chat. Thank you. I feel like I have not always been so graceful with
0: goal <laughs> setting in the past. It's definitely been something that I've had to just fine-tune my process with and even check my expectations with myself and the standard that I'm holding myself to every single day as I'm going after a certain goal. So I would say it's a learned process, one that I'm still tweaking, but I am so excited to be able to chat about this topic
1: with you on this episode. Absolutely, me too. And I know that you and I both use a lot of the same resources to plan our day to day, we use the simplified planner by Emily Lay. And then we also are big fans of the power sheets by cultivate what matters Laura Casey. And so I think that it's also really helpful to know that like you're doing the same like check in work with your yourself on your goals, personal and business. Yeah, I would say that
0: those two things are always on my desk. And I think they also have influenced over the past years, like how I've looked at goals, with the mindset of more simplicity and grace within my goals, as somebody who thought I was Enneagram Three for the longest time, I would get really down on myself if I didn't a hundred percent hit a certain goal. And the power sheets in particular have really helped me kind of like reframe that to be like little by little progress adds up over time. That's one of the things that they say all the time, say very often is reiterated through the power sheets. And it's taken some time, but that has helped the whole goal setting process and the process of actually like living out those goals every single day, just be easier to navigate and something that's not as full of pressure, but is more
1: life giving and fun to do. Absolutely. And breaking those goals down into those little by little steps. And so you're not so overwhelmed and defeated by this huge goal because you can break it down and just keep working on it. And if it doesn't go as planned, which nothing's ever going to go as we have in our head, Mm -hmm. but it helps to get you back on track and reevaluate. So it's just been so fun to see how you use those as well. Yeah, I have absolutely loved it. And I think it has
0: definitely been a tool where if things do not go as planned, it's so easy to want to just throw everything out the window and start fresh instead of coming back to, okay, what was the heart behind this goal? Maybe is there another way that I can tackle this or come at this? Instead of just throwing the whole goal out, just recentering yourself, refreshing, kind of looking at the heart behind things and then trying to come up with a new plan to
1: tackle it oh that's so good and I feel like that's one of your strengths too because whenever I um, find myself just down and feeling defeated or overwhelmed or frustrated with myself because I put so much pressure on myself to get things done and to just keep doing I will message you because I know that you always have those wise words of wisdom and so good with mindset shifts and I know that's like something that you probably have to work on for yourself and continue to work on. But it has been such an inspiration to me just for you to pour your knowledge of your mindset work into me and then also your email list. I love getting your emails on your mindset series and it's just been really life-giving. Oh, thank you so much, Amber.
0: That means the world to me. It's something that I've had to work a lot on over the last couple of years, especially as a business owner. I feel like that kind of just brings up all of the things and you find yourself having to work through them. But the results are not only for your business, I feel it profoundly impacts just the type of people that we are, even in our day-to-day lives. And so I think It's definitely hard work. It takes some time and intentionality, but I think that's some of the best work that you can do. And it's the foundation out of which everything in business is funneled through that because if you are not in a really good state of mind, it's hard to show up 100% for your business and be able to serve out of an empty cup per se. And so thank you so much. I love your encouragement about me speaking up about mindset. I am by no means perfect. It's something that I still work on every single day but I've loved being able to just share just like tidbits here and there especially on the email list because you're able to share just like longer form thoughts and ideas and just different things that I've learned as I've been learning them it's been fun to share them with
1: everyone else too. And that's what I love too Manali is something that you're looking at as maybe like a, a drawback or a hindrance is that you're still working on it or you're learning it but that's what I love is because it's so raw and real and as you learn and evolve and work on it yourself self, you're able to, I feel like be a better teacher as somebody that's working on it themselves and giving that grace and understanding to others too, and helping them to work past it because it's something that you've worked past and are continuing to work past. So I think that better equips you in general. Like, I just, I look up to you so much. And that thanks so much. I feel like sometimes
0: it's hard to share in that lens because you're like, I don't have everything yeah. figured out. So it's, I don't have like a perfect process or anything. But like, here's like maybe one little thing that definitely helped me. And it's hopefully this yeah. is helpful to somebody else too. But even with running my own couple of podcast episodes that I've recorded so far with other creatives, it's just brought to light for me how um, common some of the mindset ruts that we get into, like how common yes. they are across all creatives. It's I feel like sometimes when you are feeling like negatively about something or in just a rough patch in terms of how you're feeling about things, Mm -hmm. it can be so incredibly isolating. And it's very easy to be like, I'm the only person that feels this way. But when you start talking to other people, you realize other people have probably come across something very similar within their journey, or it's something that
1: they're also currently working on. And it helps you feel like you're not going through it alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's so helpful when we share the raw and the real like that, because it does, it helps somebody to know that they're not alone and we're all going through this and none of us have it all together. And so it's just really nice to know that we can share that and be that light and also receive that from other people as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So I have a question for you. As you start to set your goals for 2022, what does your process look like? I know that you're going to keep it simple and also filled with grace. I just want to know what you do for your process. And do you do that the week after Christmas and before New Year's? What does that look like for you? So I usually
0: will do it earlier in December, but I think every single year is really different. So I have a totally different set of responsibilities this year, or like my travel looks totally different this year than it did last year. And so usually I let myself wind down from active photography weddings and shoots that I have, I'll try to pick a bit of a quieter week. So not a week that we're out on vacation and traveling, but a week where I can take a whole week so that I have the mental space to just step out of the day to day of my business and have the margin and mental space to think through okay before i even dive into setting goals for this next year how did this past year go i take some time i go through my calendar for every single month, like January through December, and remind myself of, okay, what were the fun personal experiences that I had? What were some things that I was able to do within my business? What did my energy look like? Did I have really busy months over the past year? Was there a work project that I loved doing that maybe I want to do a little bit more of in the next year? Because I feel like it's so easy to get to the end of December and be like, what a year. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast two days ago. And so I think it's really helpful to just take some time evaluate how this past year went reflect on it and also give yourself a second to give yourself a pat on the back. You probably accomplished a lot of things over the past year. And this is something that I've had to work on because in the past, I would maybe look at one specific goal that I had for that year. And maybe I came up a little bit short. And it would be so easy to get stuck on, oh, I didn't cross this off 100%. And so I'm going to feel like really bad about this. But then that just discounts all of the progress that you did actually make towards that goal and other things
1: too in like life and business. There's so much wisdom that you just said. And I feel like I don't give myself enough credit, like you said. Mm -hmm. And also, I am not good about going back like month to month and actually looking at those specific weeks and the months themselves and what those days look like and asking myself those questions that you just mentioned and really diving deep into the year behind us. Because to get ahead, we do have to reflect and see what went well and what didn't work so well the past year. And so I really love this framework that you just laid out for us.
0: Yeah. And something else that I also do try to evaluate before I start setting goals for the next year, and I feel like Amber, you probably love this, is I look at the routines that I had for myself in the past year, both for life and business routines. And I take some time to be like, okay, did these serve me really well? Or are there certain things that I need to tweak in these routines? So like, very practically, maybe it's like I had made it a part of my weekly routine to check in with QuickBooks. So like, Finances, and I found yeah. myself pushing it off week to week. That's okay. Have some grace with yourself there, but then maybe move that to be a monthly task that you can dedicate more time and like mental energy to on a monthly basis instead of a weekly basis. So I try to think through that as well so that I can really set goals that will help me not only conquer really big business goals, but also make sure that I am tackling them while feeling good every single day and every single week as well. So I'm not burning myself out for the sake of the goal. I try to think of goals more holistically of like, how am I going to feel trying to accomplish this? And how can I set myself up with really strong
1: routines that are going to help me make the space to do that as well? Oh, that was gold. That was so good, Manali. As you're going through, what is something that you do think about what you want to do long term? Or do you think about just the year ahead? Like, how does that look for you as far as like vision?
0: Yeah, so I before I set goals, will try to look at okay, long term, what do I want to do? Or what do I want life to look like long term? What do I want my business to look like long term? Because I think it's very easy to get caught up in like, tunnel vision of okay, we just completed a year, I'm just going to look at like, what I want to do in the one year ahead, I think it's helpful to take a bit of a wider perspective. And the power sheets are really helpful in this regard, because part of their prep work has you think through what is going to matter to you 80 years in the future or something like that, which that is very far in the future. But I think even looking at okay, dreaming of the ideal five to 10 years in the future, What would that be? What would life look like if it were amazing five to 10 years from now? And then how can I think of my goals for this next year as almost stepping stones to hopefully move myself closer to that ideal vision, which granted, you don't know exactly what's going to happen five to 10 years from now. But I think that question just helps me get a bit of a wider perspective so that I don't get so much tunnel vision when I'm setting goals for the next year. And then I wanted to also mention that something that I think through along with that question of where do I want to be in five to 10 years is I also go back and run through my core values. And if you haven't taken the time to figure out what these are for you, I definitely recommend there's an exercise that I can have Amber link to, but it essentially has like 78 different core values, which sounds like a lot and it is, but the process has you rank them into what's most important to you, what's important to you as a core value and what's not important to you. And you go through like multiple rounds until you filter down to three to seven core values. And those are really helpful to just keep top of mind because usually they're things that are going to apply to you like in terms of business, but also from a personal like perspective. And they can be a really good filter to filter your goals through to make sure that you are still valuing your personal core values and like the things that are most important to you while
1: you go to create your newer goals for the upcoming year. That is amazing because I think that our core values, like in our personal life and as creatives in our business, very much so align. So we want to make sure that we are, you know, building this business that serves our life and not the other way around. And so I think keeping those core values and knowing them and being so confident in them, keeping them front of mind will just keep you aligned with those goals. I love that idea. Yeah,
0: this was something that I definitely didn't take into consideration when I first used to start goal setting for my business. And I would often find myself in seasons of burning out after chasing a goal because that goal wasn't necessarily helping me feel things that I really wanted to on a daily basis. I was just Mm -hmm. chasing after the goal for goal's sake. And so I think that this really helps you not only simplify your goals, but make sure that you're setting really intentional ones that are going to be. Fun for
1: you to actually chase after. As a creative, I'm sure you're multi-passionate creative, so you have different facets to your business, but what do you recommend if you have so many good ideas? I feel like we mm-hmm. have we just get so many great ideas in our head, but it can be overwhelming sometimes to decide, okay, what's important and what goals am I actually going to go after without making myself overwhelmed or burned out or defeated before I even get started? So how do you go about it? So I used to do this in a really
0: funky way, and I don't recommend this for anyone. Was I used to look at every single month. So I'd write out January through December, and I would write out one big project for each month. And by the time I hit August of that year when I tried to do this, I was so burnt out I hadn't done each of the projects, so many tasks piling up and I was like, okay, this just does not work. I don't think I'm going to ever set goals like this again in the future. Um, So (laughs) something that I found that works a lot better, at least for me and how just my brain works and what I'm able to focus at any given time on is I generally will have one large project project per quarter that I can then break down into one to three almost like mini goals under that large project. Ooh. And then I will slot one for each month. So I'm only focusing on one thing each month from a goal perspective. Of course, you still have like shoots and weddings that are going on every single month. But right. besides that, I have just one thing that I can focus on for the month that I can make a really strong progress towards without feeling like I'm being pulled in a million and one directions. So that's just what I've found works really well for me and my brain. And I have pulled it even a step back where in the past, I would pick those big four things for the year. So four goals for the quarter. But after 2021 specifically, I've just seen the value of reevaluating what you want your upcoming quarter's focus to be after the quarter that you just went through. Because in the past, I would be like, Okay, these are the four things that I'm going to set for the year. And then it would come like q4. And I had something on there. And maybe I lost the passion for doing that one big project along the way. And I don't think it's worth it to just push through and do it for the sake of doing it. If it's one, you're not going to come at it from the lens of being super fired up about it. And two, maybe that's just not what your business needs anymore. So I try to look at it more on like a okay, here are four general ideas that I have, but every single quarter I'm gonna reevaluate what would be the most important to tackle in this upcoming quarter for me based off of how things
1: just went. That is incredible. And I feel like we've had so many different changes in our business Mm -hmm. and just life in general. Giving yourself the permission to pivot and to make changes and to reevaluate and not be so rigid and stuck to a plan just because we said we were going to do X, Y, or Z is so life-giving because I feel like sometimes it it can be very easy to be like, okay, I said I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do it. But like you said, it has to align with your passion and what's working and what maybe didn't work the last quarter.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's you get so focused in on what you wanted to do that sometimes it's hard to just take a step back and reevaluate how things go. Mm -hmm. So something that I do at the at the start of every single year is I will block off two days every single quarter to be like, these are my quarterly review days where I'm going to take a step out of my inbox, make sure that I don't have client tasks on my plate for those two days. So I really can take like a step back and almost like a bird's eye view to evaluate how things are going, no matter how I felt about all the work that I had on my plate, maybe the past week or something like that. And that gives me the mental space to be able to process the past quarter and then look at what would be the most
1: helpful for the upcoming quarter. That is brilliant. And I just love how disciplined you are with scheduling those days on your calendar and being very intentional about taking that time and doing your prep work and doing your goal setting. That's something that I've always admired about you because you are so intentional with your time and your days and how you spend it. And I try to be like that more each day because I know how beneficial it is. And of course, giving yourself grace with that. But I feel like you have a really good handle on all of that.
0: Well, thank you. I will say this past year, I did not take that time one of the quarters. I think it was like one or two of the quarters. And towards the end of the year, I could feel the impact of not blocking out that time to be able to really intentionally like take a step back and even tweak things that needed to be tweaked. And so it's always a good reminder, even when you don't have the discipline to be like, okay, like could be fixed if I really stick to like the time boundaries that I have or stick to just the idea of like taking time to work on your business. That was something that I had to learn how to do, especially towards the beginning of my business. But really fiercely blocking that time is what I feel like allowed me to grow pretty quickly as a photographer when I first started.
1: That's amazing. So once you have your goals set out and you know what you're working towards, what do you do to work towards those goals? Every- so
0: something that I really like doing is one, having my goals visible in front of me every single day. But I really like breaking my goals down into things that I can do on a daily basis. So something that I try to do is instead of being so focused on hitting that end goal, I try to get really focused in on taking the action steps like every day or every single week if it's something that you can work on a weekly basis instead Mm -hmm. towards towards hitting that goal. And so something that has really helped me change how I view goals in general is focusing on changing how I think of myself as somebody who's able to accomplish that goal. So Say, for example, your goal for this upcoming year is to become really healthy and you want to do that by working out every single day. So Mm -hmm. instead of being so focused on, oh my gosh, I have to do 30 minutes of cycling every single day and then the next day I'm going to do 30 minutes of yoga and then the next day I'm going to do 30 minutes of something else. I try to first think of myself as, okay, like what can I do to make sure that I am viewing myself as the type of person that is hitting this health goal. So what is somebody who has already accomplished this goal? What are some of the daily habits that this person would have? And what can I do to start being that person today think of it through the lens of okay i'm the type of person where this goal comes to me really naturally but i still also have the grace with myself where if there is a day where i don't cycle for the full 30 minutes maybe this type of person who's still healthy feels really good about the 20 minutes that they did towards their wellness goal. So oh, that's so good. progress. Yeah, it's it's a different way of looking at it. And it almost allows yourself a little bit more grace. Because um, this person is okay, I'm a healthy person like not doing 10 minutes of cycling is not going to make me not a healthy person anymore. They're just going to wake up the next day, get right back to it. And like, Just keep making that little progress towards things. And I think it's really important to start from that like identity level because a lot of times we'll really focus in on either the results that we want to get to that end goal Mm -hmm. or... The action steps that you want to take to get towards that goal. And I think it's fine until you hit that point in February or even like mid January where everyone gets really tired of using their willpower to take those action steps right. every single day and they just fizzle out. Like, that's a very well known phenomenon. It happens to the best of us. But I think when you can take a different lens towards your goal and think of, okay, what are the beliefs that I have to have about myself? Like having certain beliefs are going to spur the type of thoughts that you have around a goal, which spurs your feelings. And people mostly take action out of how they're feeling and not the other way around. So I think it's really important, especially when you first set a new goal, if it's something that you haven't done before, let your brain get accustomed to the idea of you as a person who's actually able to take those steps on a daily basis towards that goal. And taking those steps is not something like scary and foreign to your brain, because then your brain will revolt and not help you in the process of getting there. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness. This is something that I'm going to really be intentional on working on, because I feel like I'm the type of person that I will set a goal. And if I don't, if I fall off the bandwagon, then I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like, I just, I can't do it. I'm a failure. Like, I beat myself up over it. And so this mindset shift will be so helpful to just keep me on track and just to give myself more grace and permission for everything not to be perfect 100% of the time.
0: Yeah, and I think a really good exercise that people can do when they first go to set a goal that is something new that's really exciting is this might sound really funny, but take a piece of paper out and then write out every single thought that you could have that would get in the way of you wanting to make progress towards that goal really hard for you. So write out any of the limiting beliefs that you have that would get in the way that maybe your brain is just going to toss up to try to stop you at any point and ask, are these thoughts supportive and helpful towards getting you towards that goal? Usually they're not. Usually they're there to help like protect you in some way Uh and keep keep you doing the same thing that you normally do because your brain likes familiarity and comfort. And so I think it's so helpful to just Take some time, maybe cross through them and reframe these so that they're more positive and encouraging. And so anytime you have one of those thoughts pop up in your brain, you can be like, nope, I chose this new, more powerful, helpful thought that's going to help me get towards where I want to go and is actually supportive and encouraging towards becoming this person
1: that accomplishes this goal. Oh, my goodness, Manali. This is amazing because those limiting beliefs pop up in my head all the time. And I have a hard time, honestly, reframing them into a positive like mindset like you were just talking about. And so (laughs) I'm really going to work on that because that's something that I know will help me and that holds me back a lot of the time. Yeah, and I think something that's helpful
0: while you go to reframe those thoughts is not to go to the very complete opposite right away. So if you are working on a financial goal, and one of your limiting beliefs is I'm not good with money, instead of actively changing that to I'm amazing with money right away, like <laughs> your brain is going to call BS on that. Right. And so you might not want to like a reframe that to be language that your brain can accept and maybe say, I'm working towards being good with money. So it's an active process. It's not like you're telling yourself that you've already accomplished the like thing that you're working so hard
1: for already because your brain's gonna be like, eh, is that really true? I don't think so. It's gonna put you right back in that negative mindset. But if you reframe it and tell yourself, yes, it's something that I'm working on and I am getting better every single day with every little step that I take, then that is just going to set you up for so much more success.
0: Yeah, and I really want to echo just like the topic of you don't have to do it perfectly all the time to be able to make progress. That's where that grace comes in. It's something that you have to really keep top of mind every single day. And I think it's so easy for us to get into the mindset of like, oh, we didn't work out on Thursday. So the whole rest of the week is like not worth working out. I'll restart come Monday. And instead of falling Mm -hmm. in that kind of all or nothing mindset, which I think this happens so very often to creatives, I think it's very helpful to just keep that little mantra or saying in your brain of like, this little by little progress is going to add up. Don't let not doing something one day equate yourself to a failure because you're not you're in the works of making progress. And progress is always going to help inch you closer to that goal.
1: Absolutely. I think this is such great advice. Because I think like you said, we can all fall into that all or nothing mindset. But as you were talking about that, something that really has helped me this past year with that would be the power sheets to keep me really just remembering that even though I may not have achieved a goal successfully the way I had it planned out in my head, there are some things that that worked. And here's how I can work towards that in the future. And that has really helped me as well.
0: Yeah, that's something that I have had to continually learn and remember every single day. But I feel like the power sheets are a really good tool and a really good reminder of that too, because they also do force you to at the end of each month, look back on the past month, like celebrate what did go well, which I, that is not something that comes naturally to me to be like, Oh, yeah, I did actually do all of this stuff. And here's yes. all the good stuff that happened this past month. So I really love them as like a system almost of making sure that I stay on top of that, and really acknowledge how far I did come, and then help t- think through what are some things that I want to include into my day to day to keep making progress towards those
1: big things that really do matter to me. That is so true. And also having somebody, just an accountability buddy or a biz friend or just anybody in general that you can talk to and have somebody that's in your corner. You are one of my biggest cheerleaders and I'm just so thankful for that. And I have such a great group of creative friends that cheer me on and even through the trenches, like the worst of the worst, like you guys are there for me and it helps me to keep going and to remember you always remind me maybe we're not where we wanted to be when we had it in our head to. Years ago, but look how far we've come. Look what we have done. And so, just having somebody even to remind you about progress that you have made and celebrating those little things that have added up to big changes, I think is really helpful.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like business is so much more fun when you have your people to do it with, especially people that have are walking through something similar or have walked through something similar. And I will say, I think it's always helpful to have a mentor too who can be like, I have done it, so I know you can do it. And they're going to keep you accountable for taking those little steps, even if they do feel scary to you. Having invested in mentors in the past has been a huge help, but also having your biz best that you can rant to when something maybe isn't going right. That can help you see the positive in it and help you see how maybe it's a lesson and something to take something a little bit positive from the experience so that hopefully you're moving forward with
1: just like a better mindset. Yeah. Sometimes you're so deep and you're so close to the problem or to your life in general that it does help to have an outside perspective of somebody that's not in your day-to-day, very close to your life. And so it helps to have that person speak life into you sometimes when you're just not feeling it.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think it's they have the outside perspective and they can see the potential in you, maybe on days where you don't see that for yourself. And hopefully, they can keep encouraging you and keep telling you to go after it because that's so helpful to have that type of person in your life and in your business. And I think it's always really nice to be able to do that for a friend and then to have that friend be the same person who's able to do that for you. And you just help each other. It's like a rising tide lifts all the boats.
1: Absolutely. That's what it's all about. I love that. I want to ask you about the word failure. Maybe we don't reach a goal or maybe this goal has just, it's just fallen flat or we decide that this isn't for us or something has happened where it is just not looking the way we wanted it to. So what is your thought process around like not reaching a goal or failing at something? What do you think about that? So for the longest time,
0: I used to, one, avoid failure, like the plague, or two, (laughs) get really down on myself whenever I thought I had failed at something. And I think really reframing how I thought of failure has helped a lot over the past couple of years. And so now I try not to let it be something that I feel like affects my self-worth, no matter whether or not I succeeded at like a business goal or maybe didn't hit that at 100%. I don't want to let it affect my self worth in the day to day. I am worthy regardless of if I hit a certain goal that I had set at the beginning or not. And I want to also echo sometimes not everything is within your control. And that's totally okay. So one, I would love for you to retrain how you think of failure. Don't let it be something that so negatively affects your self-worth and try to look at it a little bit more objectively. First, feel all the feels. If you're disappointed, like let yourself feel the disappointment. But Mm -hmm. then after that, if you can move through those feelings, then take a step back and see, are there things that you can learn from this? Are there things that you maybe need to do differently in the future if you still want to keep this as a goal that you have for the long term? And I remember Megan Martin, she gave a keynote and said something that has stuck with me ever since. And she said that nothing in life is ever a failure. Everything is either a blessing or a lesson. And I try to remember those words whenever I'm feeling really down about something that I maybe was not able to accomplish. And I think it really helps you separate failure is just a stepping stone to success. It's never the end all be all and I don't want to let it affect how I feel about myself and my capabilities. I can learn from this and grow as a person and hopefully come back even stronger towards reaching for that goal.
1: I love that. I feel like I need to write that down on a sticky note and have it on my desk. (laughs) I just love Megan anyway. Everything she says is just so brilliant.
0: I know. I loved her keynote and I was like, I am going to remember these words forever. And they were so impactful for me. So I hope that it's helpful for
1: somebody else. We should all write it on a sticky note and put it in front of our desk. Oh my goodness. It's such a good reminder. I think we all need Manali. This has been so helpful, even for myself, just to be reminded and poured into about this. And I think as we are approaching the new year, or really any time at all, like whenever you're listening to this episode just the reminder about setting goals and having race with yourself and keeping it simple. Thank you so much for being here today. You are such a joy to talk to and you have the best resources and you have so many good things. So I know that you have a freebie for our listeners today. So do you want to tell us about that freebie and then where we can connect with you and find you? Yeah, sure. So the freebie is
0: some journaling prompts that you can use either daily, weekly, monthly, or even quarterly to just reflect on how things are going and then make sure that you're stepping into a positive mindset as you do go to accomplish your goals with simplicity and grace throughout the year. And then you can find me online. I'm at manaliphotography.com and manalisontake on Instagram.
1: And I'm sure Amber will have those linked in the show notes. We will have all of the links, including the freebie in the show notes. So be sure to check her out and go follow her on Instagram. She has the most fun post and so inspiring. And there's always something that I can take away from her posts and her stories. She has the cutest cat in the whole entire world. So (laughs) go check her out. (laughs) Manali, thank you so much for being here today. It was an honor to talk to you and get your advice and all of your expertise on goal setting.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Amber, for just like your support and encouragement over the years and for having me on here today. It was so much fun. If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full time in less than one year. I also have another freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my booked wedding client questionnaire. Whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire. It gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book, and it sets me up to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience, and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to Manali Photography, com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business